0: All right, welcome to another episode, everyone. Today we have another beautiful young woman who we are going to interview. In fact, she's not only a pageant queen; she's also a model. So hopefully, we can get to know her modelling side a bit today as well. With that being said, introduce yourself. What's your name, and who are you?
1: So, hi everyone. I am the current first princess of Miss Pride of Africa UK, and. As Jasmine just said, I'm also a model, but my name is, for those of you that don't know me, is Philippa Kari Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm originally from Ghana, proud Ghanaian, proud African woman, and I'm really passionate about social care. That's me, basically, in a nutshell. That's amazing. What made you be interested in, like, social care? I just sort of stumbled into it. Like I was just sort of figuring out what to do with my life. Cause I was previously um, studying fashion and I left that. Mm-hmm. And My sister was like, Philippa, you're a really caring person. Do what comes naturally to you. And she was just like, you'd be really good at social care. So I gave it a go, sent my application in. Lo and behold, I got loads of opportunities and I just got really good at it. And I just, I just fell in love with it really.
0: Oh, do you know what? I think it's so important
1: to work
0: in a field or study something that you love because if you work in a field that you don't actually love and you have to wake up every morning to go to it, dreading it, I will hate it and I will be so upset about that. But that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. Tell me a bit more about Miss Pride of Africa. So I know a bit about Pride of Africa because I know the founder of Miss Pride of Africa and I've actually been to two or three and I've had past, um, girls that have coached actually participate in the pageant actually as well but I want to hear it from your perspective as an outsider looking in it always looks a bit different yeah.
1: yeah so you actually know it really well then so Miss Pride of Africa is basically an African pageant for African women of African descent based here in the UK and what I like about the pageant is you know how every pageant has its own system I like the fact that it allows um, I believe it allows married women and women with children So it's a bit different to, you know, your stereotypical pageants that are, you know, you know, more traditional in a sense. Um, (laughs) It allows women from 18 to 35 years old, whereas other pageants, you know, it then becomes MS after the age of 27. So it's a bit different. It's a bit more inclusive, diverse. There's not really any height or weight restrictions. And I kind of got attracted to doing that pageant because I wanted to do something that was... That would kind of celebrate African beauty I felt (laughs) like I could progress in that kind of pageant um obviously I'll speak more about it later but in terms of the kind of beauty that I have I consider my beauty to be fairly unconventional compared to you know the stereotypical um uh, you know stereotypical beauty standard here in the UK so I thought you know go where you flourish that's like my motto go where you flourish I love that I know I'm always like, go, like like how I said about social care go where you know you naturally fit in and then it's just easier to excel and you know you want to be a part of something that loves who you naturally are really and that's why I did Miss Pride of Africa it was amazing it was like a full-on production we had rehearsals for about two months I would say and uh, every day not, no I'm not every day oh my god <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it if it was every day but it, <laughs> It was more for than I expected. At first, I thought because I was very new to pageantry, that was my second ever pageant, and I thought I thought it'd be really simple. I don't know why I thought it'd be like oh, we'll just have a couple rehearsals and that'll be the end of it. Mm-hmm. But no, like the the CEO Miss Biggs, that's what that's what she calls herself. She was like, no, Philippa, you gotta be here every Sunday for three hours. Because oh, like, this was in London. Bear in mind, I actually lived in Liverpool at the time. Liverpool. So I was like, I don't think that was a Liverpool Liverpoolian, Liverpool 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 accent. <laughs> Sorry for those that are listening from Liverpool. I yeah, it's not my accent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had to trek down from Liverpool to London like every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Stressful, but it was worth it. I loved it in the end. What rounds did you have? um so the rounds we had i believe was of course introduction round wearing all black then we had like um something called nations parade whereby Mm. you represent the country that you're from wearing the colors of the flag and you can kind of make it a bit costumey so some girls had like you know like kind of carnival wear with the feather headdress all out and like just had like huge headdresses and huge all sorts and i think even one girl brought out like a like a sword onto the stage or something like that. It was <laughs> it was, it was it was it was really cool, but I kept mine sort of simple and like wore a Kente dress and everything. Aww. And then another round was of course swimwear. I absolutely love swimwear. I can see you love swimwear. I yeah. can see it. <laughs> kind of just it sounds bad like i want to show off my body but it's, it's not about that i just feel like i don't know, i just feel confident and yeah because i used to do somewhere modeling so it just it just came easy to me mm-hmm. and what other rounds were there there was evening wear along with evening wear we did our little um speech about our charitable idea mm-hmm. and i believe there's one more round i'm forgetting there was like um cultural dance yeah cultural dance round and obviously group dance so yeah that was it nice <laughs> what well, well,
0: I guess I kind of can tell what your favourite round was, but just for everyone to hear it out of your mouth, what okay. was your favourite round?
1: Yeah, it was swimwear, but it was also evening wear. I love, love wearing, like, extremely glamorous, ornate dresses. Like, I love the rounds where you truly feel like a queen and you can really represent yourself. So those are my top two favourites.
0: I can tell you're a bit of a glam...
1: Glam girl, uh-huh. especially your earrings. Are they like what earrings are those? Oh, these are actually from my sponsors. Love you okay. them. them a shout out. Oh, um, I know I should have done that in the beginning. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. But yeah, Love of Style Co. Um, It's like this amazing brand. They sell like a lot of accessories, mostly for pageant girls, Mm -hmm. bridal girls as well get on that. Um, I absolutely love them. They're like kind of sparkly with a little rose gold accent on the underside. They look amazing. Like you're not supposed to wear them casually, but I do. I can tell you do. Like every day, every day is a pageant for you honestly it is like that's why I got into country just it just comes so naturally to me like I just have a general princess personality I
0: love that um you said that there was like where you had to speak about your charity and I guess your charity also means your platform yeah what is
1: what is your platform so my my overall general platform is social care that's what I'm passionate about but to be more specific it's about children's social care and children's social care internationally in Ghana of course so I basically on the day um I spoke about how I wanted to kind of develop this improve improve the quality of the social care through like programs through running you know workshops and through um delivering better care supplies and that's actually what I'm currently working on in my spare time
0: (laughs) great so does that mean well, I guess because of COVID-19, yeah. you haven't been able to go to Ghana and execute your vision. Yeah. So what have you been doing behind the scenes to prepare yourself for this vision or to maybe even have a digital version of your vision? Yeah, what have you been doing?
1: So like in, in, it's been good and bad what's happened this year, but I'm kind of happy because... I've learned through, like, talking to people and doing my network, I've learned that it's, it's so much better to have a slow launch because you get better success and you, you can really, you know, detail what you want to get out of your project. So, basically, I have launched digitally. I was supposed to launch with, you know, a fancy party, but oh well. Fancy party. <laughs> at home, I actually got up, like, little decorations. and. You know what,
0: The thing is, I can actually see you do stuff like that and I don't even know you like that. at exactly. home. I, I can You're just... Ready, you get me. <laughs> like honestly I can tell you was proper excited you probably yeah. t- took proper pictures like it's like you're talking and explaining what the like I can just see you do that
1: if you check out um my Instagram feed you'll see like a little bit of the decorations in the background when I do like my little thank you video and I was wearing I was wearing the gown I was supposed to wear at the party so if you check out my Instagram at Butte you'll see everything but um yeah so I've just kind of done a slow soft digital launch whereby I'm kind of you know, slowly attracting the donors, letting everyone know a bit more about me and what I plan to do. Kind of been networking behind the scenes to get stronger partnerships, so that when I do go abroad next year, it's going to go in with a bang, and you know, make it make it big and make myself really be known. So yeah, I've been doing my digital launch, like working on digital events. I've got a raffle giveaway to kind of help with the fundraising and make more money. Um, I've got a lot of things going on, but everything's you know very. Online technical Zoom base, as we're doing right now, oh, so this is the new it. This yeah, is going to be the new it's the new normal, unfortunately. But we'll be back on top next year, so it's all right.
0: <laughs> will you be going? So, I know that there's some pageants that have been postponed. Yeah. So, with Miss Pride of Africa, will you then be going to Ghana with the new first runner up or? do you go independently or do you pass on I guess what I'm asking is are you passing on your title this
1: year honestly that's something I really need to discuss with the organising the director but I have so far nothing's been announced for the 2020 cohort so I'm feeling like it might not happen but I'm not gonna say it 100% But um, yeah, e- either way, I'm, I was still gonna, you know, go to Ghana, do my social project, and I was gonna do that completely independently anyway because it's more, it's more so, you know, the main winner, the queen, that will get the support to go abroad. Whereas mm-hmm. I was always gonna do a thing myself and organize it myself. So yeah, it's still gonna happen. And in terms of Miss Proud of Africa 2020, that's no, no announcements has been made where there's gonna be a success. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm 50-50 when it comes to this whole pageant happening this year. The same, I want, in one way, I'm like, oh, yeah, she should still go ahead for people that are mm-hmm. about to, you know, get out of the age bracket. It's a bit unfound But at the same time, it's like, oh, but then the rain is not going to be the best. The preparation is going to be harder. Everything's going to be harder and slower. So it's, like, good and bad, really. Good and bad. <laughs> um, you talked
0: a bit about Ghana. I can sense... You love the Ghanaian spirit, which I love too, as you can tell by my head wrap right? and <laughs> being Ghanaian. Um, can you speak the Ghanaian? Any of the Ghanaian languages?
1: Um us <laughs> like I have, I have really, really basic um, proficiency in tree, and that is it, basically.
0: <laughs> Where does your love and desire to go back and do the work in Ghana come from? Then,
1: um, it's just. I'm I'm somewhere where I'm just really deeply about culture because I'm I'm all about kind of you know giving back to where you're from. You know, in Ghana they have like you know this whole saying of sankofa, which means go back and remember your past and use that to go forward so i'm really deeply into philosophies like that i feel like you'll get more out of life if you're you know about that sort of thing and it was is whenever i'm in ghana whenever i visit there it's just something just sparks in me where i'm just like this is home this is where i feel you know most complete this is the place where i feel like i can go far and progress and actually do some work and it actually make an impact as well and I feel like that's something that's kind of needed in Ghana whereas here everything's quite saturated in in England you know there's so much going on so much capitalism etc etc and I feel like Ghana is a place where you know they could you could really do a lot more for them especially you know, being a pageant queen and the the network and the connections that I'm getting, I thought I might as well put it to good use. So when I visited there, I was just like, my brain was going off with all these ideas. I was just like, tick, 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 tick. And I was like, yeah, I have to make it happen. So when I came back, I was like, boom, we're going to do this.
0: (laughs) Oh, and before I delve into like the importance of the diversity in the pageant industry, are you thinking of doing any more pageants?
1: I definitely have to do more pageants two is not enough no 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 i have to keep it going um in terms of what pageant i do i have no idea obviously i'm like more attracted to african pageants but at the same time in the future you know i kind of want to expand and do all sorts of pageants and kind of build my repertoire but yeah definitely will do pageants but in terms of doing one this year i don't know it's hard like i said it's hard this year is, it's a sticky one <laughs>
0: So tell us a bit about, like, your modelling experience. Because so far, I haven't interviewed a pageant queen that is also a modelling really?
1: queen. Really? Yeah. yeah, first. <laughs> uh, modelling is something... That was my first passion. That's that's what led me into pageantry. Um, so modelling, it was very... It was very, um, it was a bit more... In my opinion, a bit more cutthroat than pageantry. So I started modelling when I was 20. I got into it because a girl at London College of Fashion spotted me and she was just like, I would love for you to model for my designs. Have you ever thought about doing this? I was like, no. And I did, I did the big fashion show at the end of the year. And since then I was just like, I love it. Like I felt, I felt alive, like, being on stage and having everyone watching me. And since then I've like grown with my modeling where I've been able to work with great brands. I've been featured in like Black Beauty magazine. I've been featured on the Ethos website. Um, I've had a lot of different things. Like I think the biggest campaign I got was um, Monster Energy Drinks. I got to be like their, um, like they picked a cohort of African girls to launch like a little African digital campaign. And yeah, they basically they flew me out to Germany.
0: <laughs> oh, that's where I'm originally from.
1: Oh really? Oh my god. In Germany did you go? Um Munich. Oh definitely not well, they call it Munchen, I guess. Munich. Munich. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so that was it was a great experience. Like I did quite well my modelling, but I wanted to go that step further and I wanted to do something that was like modeling but was more diverse in terms of the kind of girls that they're looking for and diverse in terms of personality and just kind of extracurricular activities. I feel like pageantry is kind of, it takes you as a whole woman, whereas modelling is all about just as long as you look good, look the part, that's all you need, that's all they need you to be. Whereas, I'm deeper than that.
0: (laughs) It's so funny because I was going to ask you, what what do you think is the difference between pageantry and modelling? And I think you kind of have already, on that but if you
1: want to you can go a bit deeper from that I'll go a bit deeper so I basically just want to talk about just the sense of identity that you have when when you're modeling it's like you're trying to shape yourself into being kind of what the designer wants from you Mm -hmm. what the brand wants from you it's never you don't go in with your foot forward you go in with their foot forward and their ideas and I just I feel like I was kind of shaping myself into being things and doing things that wasn't really me like they would give me hairstyles I was like oh I don't feel great with that hairstyle I don't feel great with that makeup it's very kind of it's, it's an artistic type of industry it's like as a model you're just a canvas whereas pageantry it's like you're you you come you come as you want to be as who mm-hmm. you are you're in charge of you know your makeup your, your dress etc etc you have more autonomy and independence and I just just to go into detail about what i mean and why i kind of gravitated away from modeling it was more kind of you know the aspect of race and identity i felt like in modeling it's a very uh, small kind of box for black women in terms of how you can be and how you can look like they tend to prefer black women that have like more you know like, i hate saying this but like delicate features, I guess. Um, and if they go for you, it's either you're really light skin or you're really dark skin, or Mm -hmm. you know, you must have amazing exceptional natural hair and like extremely clear skin and like um you have to be very, very, very thin. Like it's no joke what they when they say in modelling, like you really do have to be like skinny. And that's just something that I don't really want to be personally. I just want to kind of be myself and let loose, and kind of not have to not have to tweak myself in terms of like changing myself or doing going down the surgery route, like some a lot of top black models have actually had to do, but they don't really speak about that. And I felt like when I looked at pageantry, I was like the girls there they seem happier they seem bubbly they're able to smile when they're actually walking down the catwalk like in in modeling you can't in modeling you cannot smile it's like no no um you can't laugh either (laughs) um and they just thought oh the girls seem a bit more curvier like they they have all different kind of hairstyles no one's really like policing them and how they should be um i feel like there's just great representation in terms of like tones and i just feel like in terms of bodies and i just feel like it was more for me in terms of the way i am i'm Mm -hmm. smiley i'm bubbly i like to have a bit of meaning in my life i'm someone that i'm proud of my you know african features i don't want to you know have to scuffer that so that's the the main difference between modeling pantry and why i kind of you know transformed into from model girl to pageant girl sort of thing. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Do you know
0: what? There's something that you really touched on that I want to speak about, which I think this is what we're trying to do with this whole podcast and SHOP as well, It's talking about the importance of diversity and women of colour within the pageant industry. So I guess I'm straight away going to ask you, do you really feel like women of colour are represented in...
1: The pageant industry so it's a yes and no answer and I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain so okay the reason why in the beginning i was very reluctant about pageantry like i actually got suggested to do pageantry for a long while and i was just like no no i don't see the point i don't get it I, d- I just i was like no but it was more so the fact that as a child and growing up i kind of noticed that pageantry um, I think you'll agree with me, where pageantry is is changed, but traditional pageantry back in the days, it was very, how do I say? I feel like it was quite, how do I say, um, white-centric? I don't know. I just felt like even when they did have women of colour, there was controversial things that was happening. For example, um, say African countries that go forward to Miss Universe, they'd pick really, really light skin girls say for example even if it's a country like kenya where they're predominantly dark skinned the girl they would pick for to go forward to represent kenya would be like really pale and just like it, it was a bit controversial and it was stuff like that that i didn't like and slowly by surely it's getting better whereby the representatives that they're picking are now actually representing the skin color of the country and are you know they're letting they're letting darker girls go forward even if we saw like this year with Ireland and Iceland, they had—they both had mixed-race girls with yeah. their, their big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go forward, I'm just like, finally they're picking girls in their country that are darker skin tone that, and I feel like in the beginning they were kind of trying to hide away the darker people in their country mm. and wanted, only wanted to put forward, you know, the lighter complexions and I don't want to kind of name names of any countries but there's still some... Asian countries in the pageant sector that, <laughs> and in the pageant sector that are still putting forward the lightest of light girls from their country so it's little things like that that don't really help the cause but we are getting better like for example with South Africa I've noticed they've they've kind of tried to slow down on always putting forward a white girl they're now being really diverse and putting forward the black woman in their country because you know predominantly is mostly a black country so it's things like that that i'm getting impressed with seeing like when zozy won i was just like oh thank god because i cried i'm not even gonna yeah yeah i was like honestly when zozy won Two weeks later we had miss world and i was just like what's going on <laughs> when, when, when miss world, world won as well i literally just dropped to the floor i was just like this is this is just this is god's doing really <laughs> honestly i was i was i literally was like huh. Yeah, I was like, blessings, blessings. Right.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't think people realize how much it means. How much it actually means to us as a community, and yeah. I think especially I can't pronounce a name to save my life. But when Miss M um, Universe won, at least I need something. The title, pardon, Rosie. Yep. It's not gonna come out of my mouth. Um, but when Miss <laughs> right. that one, I think yeah. her speech is what touched me the most because not only can women of color relate to it, yeah, but it could any girl could relate to that because there's the thick girl, the slim girl, the tall girl, the short girl, the curly hair girl, the straight hair girl. That mm-hmm. you know, yeah. everyone could relate to her. So for me, it wasn't even like Yes, she is a Black woman. Yes, and I, I'm going for it. Yes, she is a Black Miss Universe. Yes. But it's more of, she's a, such a relatable Miss Universe. I, I just loved it. That's what I love. And I guess with that being said, by the way, that is my favorite line. If you listen to any of our recording, you were here. with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you think we can develop and support the African Um, and Caribbean pageant community here in the UK more and
1: internationally um I think what really needs to happen I just I feel like it was good back in the days like in the 90s and 80s I want to get back towards just like a really strong community network whereby we all do something for each other I feel like things were great um back in the days with like in terms of sponsorships like you could go to your local um afro-caribbean radio station and it was so easy to get you know the belief and the support and the sponsorships because still to day we have this se- severe problem whereby we just don't want to help people until we see the gain that we get from it mm-hmm. but they forget, the gain that you get from it is you're gonna inspire and instill great confidence in younger black women, black girls, these are, you know, your sisters, your siblings, your your daughter, your granddaughter, it, it makes a difference. Because even when I was researching Miss World, um, Tony Ann Singh, it was revealed that in, even in Jamaica, in her home country, she was really struggling to get the funding, the sponsorships, the mm-hmm. partnerships, the networks, because people just didn't really, they didn't see the point, they didn't believe in it, they just thought, oh, am I going to get out of it? Is this, you know, is this, you know, how it is, people Still don't think it's serious. But then, look, when she won Miss World, the whole country was going wild. The whole country was like, ah, she's put Jamaica on the map. And I'm like this is what we, this is what we need from the get-go before us girls, before us black women win pageants, we kind of need the community to understand why it's so great, why it's so valuable, what it can do for your business, so if we could just be more explicit about that in terms of, you know, I guess you've got to be explicit in terms of telling people the gain that you get out of it, that's why, also when I was listening to your guys' sponsorship talk that you had, I thought, like, these are great, great gems, and I really want to, Get these gems going, and I really want to approach brands in a way that it doesn't look, you know, like I'm begging. But they kind of see the value of why to uplift Black women in society. Why, you know, we should be, you know, taken seriously. It goes beyond beauty pageants. It's about confidence, and it's about career building, and it's about inspiring younger Black girls that you can just be anything you want to be. And look how much respect you get when you really take time to look after yourself and that's what's important to me but in terms of how we get there it's tricky it's tricky
0: (laughs) but you know what you've set a few points and i think that's something i'm definitely gonna ask as hop we are working on trying to create that network
1: i see that i have that
0: thank you of (laughs) connecting (laughs) connecting because there's just so many different entities and no one knows about each other but let's connect let's get talking and let's you know work together um So, you've grown up now. Um, What would you say to your younger self? An
1: essay. (laughs) But I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, I would say, honestly, the people that are making you feel bad about yourself and doubting you, it's because they sense and feel that you're going to be a star one day. That's it. That's all I'd say. (laughs) I love it. Like, every
0: time I ask this question, I just get so like it's an emotional question. It's like I did we our team did a bit of deep thinking about this one. And then the last one before we end, I can't believe this actually almost finished. We're finished now with the interview. Um, our slogan at House of Paddantry is let your beauty from within shine out. What does that mean to you?
1: I think it's about sort of capitalizing on your personal qualities for example my personal qualities that I spoke about earlier is caring and empathy so letting that what's trapped inside of you that people might not see on your face Mm -hmm. let that shine by your actions your words what you do for others because that's the beauty that's within you that you kind of need to express to the world and spread (laughs)
0: oh philippa thank you so much for having a chat with us on pageant chats with house of pageantry and we can't wait to get this recording out so that everyone can listen to it but before we disappear how can we stay connected with you and the amazing things that you're doing
1: well, I'd love if you guys would share, support, follow my social project, Kari Kari Foundation. That's spelled K-A-R-I-K-A-R-I Foundation. Um, that we're we're Kari Kari Foundation on all social media. And if you follow my personal Instagram, Butte, P-I-P-S-B-E-A-U-T. Don't worry, so right, I write it under. the <laughs> And yeah, that's how you can keep up with me. I get up to a lot, so they do <laughs> great thank you so much lovely speaking to you okay.